God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. We love to get fancy from time to time over here at Woman Evolve. And I just want you to know that this is one of those fancy times, okay? Because our next co-host, Gia Peppers, is here fresh off attending the Met Gala, okay? Or Gala. Which one? Mm, Talk. You say gala, your mama say gala, you say gala. Which one is it? Met Gala for the first time. And sis has upped our fancy factor, okay? If you follow Gia on any of the socials, then you know she doesn't shy away from her love of Jesus while taking up space in the culture. If you don't follow her, then I'm sure you will after this episode. Let's get into it. Hello, gorgeous. Hello, Sarah. How How are are you? you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Baby went to the Met. Let me tell you something, sis. I was not ready for <laughs> all the things that happened. Really? Like, Wait, what? What happened? Essence called me like three days before. Like, you know how most people have like months to get ready for the Met. You get your stylist and your hairstylist and your friends and people have custom dresses. And they were like, hey, are you in town on Monday? I was like, sure. Yeah. Fashion week. Yeah, I'm here. They're like, you want to do the Met? I was like, man. What? So I immediately (laughs) called my glam girl. I was like, I was praying that they were available. They were both available. And then I just went to Saks and was like, I need something. And it was New York Fashion Week, too. That's the crazy part. Like, so all my stylist friends were booked child that was jesus that was jesus himself he walked that dress right to me was like here you go leave because i was like i'm not stressing so how was it was that like an out-of-body experience like what was that moment like was it like because i've only seen pictures i've never been but like it seems like a thing that you would be like pinching yourself while in it or is it not that serious for sure okay like it was let me make sure um it was it was overwhelmingly beautiful. Like it was like what because we haven't been outside in that long. And then one, we haven't been outside where people actually look pretty, right? Like yeah. unless you've gone to a wedding or like a really nice baby shower or something where people just slay, like you haven't seen people look that great. And so you're seeing all of your favorite iconic celebrities, and then they look that good. Like it was just like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Okay. So I just had to like ask God for the, the, the to not fan out because I work in entertainment, but you kind of see the same people after a while. Then you were like, oh no, that's Kate Hudson from one of my favorite movies. How to lose guy in 10 days, just right there. Just looking like, it was a different type of, but it was beautiful. It was, I definitely like didn't get to go in or anything. So I don't know. You got to pay $250,000 a table. Oh my. So that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't have that money. So I was right there on the outside, but it was fun. I mean, it was just a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot to get ready, but I'm happy I did it. I'm happy it's over. Yeah. Well, you looked gorgeous. You made us all very proud. All very proud. And you always do this, though. I feel like for people who have not experienced Gia Peppers, like you are 
black girl magic personified. You are so pure, so fun, such a gatherer of beautiful souls. And so thank you for doing this podcast with me and for making the time to do it. Girl, you know, I would have been here in negative Tuesday. It, it, I would have cleared my schedule when I got the email. I was like, what? Absolutely. <laughs> call me. Anytime. Whatever she needs. <laughs> you know. So thank you for having me because you know how much I, I just am so grateful that you exist, that God made you who you are. So thank you for having me. Okay, so Gia, I have to ask you, you know, we're all about like Rescue Eve at Woman Evolve and Rescue Eve Mm -hmm. is our way of kind of like we know better, but we don't always do better, but we're learning, we're growing, we're stretching. And, you know, I have seen you from a distance and I think we've been just kind of been in one another's orbits for a much longer time. But I am wondering, like, how did you become who you are today? Like, what were some ratchet, righteous mindsets (laughs) (laughs) that you had to grow out of in order to like really own who you are? Because that's what I think we see. When we see you, we see someone who is owning who they are, but with grace and patience and humility. Have you always been this way or did you have to like work some Eve out of you? I am. I am this way half the week. And then the other half of the week, I'm like, ooh, child, okay, this is why we still need faith. This is why we still need prayer, because we aren't all the way delivered yet, right? Like, God is still working on me, and I'm very, like you said, I do make it a point to make grace a part of my faith process, because, you know, we're in our 30s. We don't have it figured out yet. There's not going to be a day, I don't think, soon where I'm like, whoo. All the answers I need, I got. I know everything. Like, there's always something new to learn. Um, But I would say my Eve, I think that I am my own worst critic and my own worst enemy. The Mm -hmm. only reason why I haven't been in places or certain things that I want to do is because of me. I'm the only thing that stops me. There's no one else, no other thing. It's me. It's my overthinking. It's my, um, you know worrying about perfectionism and then i realized that perfectionism is a response to trauma like okay all right we're getting deep we're getting deep here okay say more because because and i i think i heard it i'm sure i heard it in sermons i'm sure i've heard it somewhere else i'm sure i've heard it you know i'm big on therapy and all those things i'm sure i've read it somewhere i don't know who said it but i remember it immediately being like defensive like no it's not you just always put your best foot forward. Everything you do is for the best of your your best <laughs> and all that. And then I realized, no, it's because I, I didn't think that I was good enough without putting my perfection first. Mm. And a lot of the times um, I've seen it explained as, you know, you want people to look at this, my Instagram, my page, my, my work, and not realize that back here, I'm learning everything that I can. I'm trying to get out of the bed in the morning. I'm praying that God, you know, does all this because up here, I need it to stay looking a certain way. And once I start, now that I'm learning how to unpack perfectionism and realize that I am whole and enough without being perfect, without the lie of perfectionism or even grasping for that, I've become just more graceful with myself. Like, I don't got lashes on today, but I'm here yeah. and I'm good. I'm here. <laughs> Look, this is what the Lord called me to be and do, right? But like, I'm just like, Every single day, I'm learning how to give myself more grace. I'm learning how to be more um, softer and gentler with how I speak to myself. Um, And I'm also learning how to, uh, again, 
it is it is the the way that I grew up, the keeping up with the Joneses and all that in PG County and DC, like, you know, this chocolate city. But you know, you also know that people are watching you. So when you walk out the house, you gotta look good. Makeup gotta be cute. Your hair gotta da, 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 da. I have learned to be like, this is what y'all gonna get. I'm going to Safeway. So it is what it is. I'm just going to the grocery store. I don't look cute. Don't ask me no questions today. You know, so I'm learning every single day and it's hard. It's hard. When is the last time that you like really checked yourself when you were like, you know what? I'm out here. And what that thought that I thought about myself, that thing that I just did, like that was raggedy. Like I need to do better. When yeah. is the last time you had one of those moments? I need an example. Okay. I'm going to, okay. Because it's, it's so many of them. When was the last time I did that? <laughs> Cause I'm like, so I would say the last time I did that was, Oh, okay. If you, if any of my friends would be on here, they would smack me right now because they would be like, tell them about all the times you say you're going to give up and then tell wow. us what happens right after. So me and God have this thing. Where <laughs> is it you and God or is it just you? Is just he, a, is God in on it or is it just you in on it? Me, God isn't in on it, but like I'd go to him and I'd be like, yo, the timeline that you had said that I, no, I'm sorry, that I said is not matching up. Okay. And I'd be like, okay, it's not happening the way I want it to. I give up. I'm done. I don't need it anymore. Reporting is fine. On air talent. I'm good. I didn't get that show. I'm good. Like sometimes my humanity and my emotions, I let drive my, my actions or my thought process. And when I'm not being spiritually sound, when I'm not checking in with myself, when I'm not doing my prayer work, like I know the difference. And so some, uh, like I was on my friend's couch. Um, I'm doing a year in LA. So like soon. So I was on my friend's couch, Ooh. like while I was looking at apartments and I was like, girl, I'm done. Honestly, I'm giving myself a year. This was like three weeks ago, four weeks ago. I was like, I'm giving myself a year. After that, I'm just going to move back home. And I still plan to move back home. Like I'm planning to be in a DMV girl to the day I die. <laughs> but I was like, I'm just going to go. Like I tried, like it is what it is. It's just not happening for me the way that I want it to. And she's like, what are you talking about? You're so annoying. Please look at your life. You are doing okay. You are doing more than okay. You're yeah. doing great things. Like, please shut up. And so I've had this talk several times in my career with my friends who are also in this space. And they understand because this industry is traumatic. I don't think people realize how much people go through in this industry on a daily basis. They have to check in with themselves. They have to check themselves. But also, it's just grimy. There's a lot of grimy, underhanded things ha that happen that you don't talk about mm. because you don't want to look be looked at as a victim. And so I've been through a lot in this industry um, with you know, backhanded promises and things going wrong or people just trying to shut me out of certain rooms because I don't look or represent a certain type of girl. And all in all, sometimes it just overwhelms me to the point where I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this anymore. Like just tears, Lord, I can't do it. If this is what you call, like may, if, this, if I'm not supposed to be here anymore on this path, please let me know. Because sometimes I feel like I'm like a 40 year old rapper like, I was like, I never want to be a 40-year-old rapper who's still like, I got that hot single coming out today. And they never had, like, that defining moment. So I was like, I don't want to be here past my time, Lord. If this is not for me, then let me know. And so that's what got me to the feeling of, like, yeah, I'm giving myself one more year to on my friend's couch. Literally 10 days later, the Met happens. The Gabrielle Union thing happens. Like, all mm. those things happen. And she checked me and was like, do you see what God is doing? 
please stop saying you're giving up. It's all good. Like yeah. you're do it's all unfolding as it should. And so um God has to drag me a lot. And I'm getting better. I'm learning how to be like, okay, my bad, Lord. My bad. But I have to check myself all the time because I am so easily uh I have been so easily able to just let my humanity and my emotions drive me. And that's why I be watching sermons with Pastor Sarah and Pastor mm-hmm. Ray and Pastor T because I have to check in with myself. Like your language is, oh your my. language is, Pam. <laughs> when oh I tell my. you I was running around my little apartment, like, okay, Lord, heard you. Like you don't, you don't know how many times you, you, your sermons have put put me back on a path. So I'm just thankful for you, for real. But yeah, I. I definitely have to check myself a lot of not throwing in the towel and just letting letting my call be the reason why. Okay, so I have to ask you a question because I can totally relate to this idea of, you know, I'm going to give up. I am pursuing this thing that I felt like God gave me the grace to pursue. He opened some doors, but now I'm met with resistance. And I feel like there is this beautiful tension of resistance Mm. that comes with purpose. But when you're in that tension, it really makes you feel small. And so many of us give up on our purpose and our destiny because we cannot live in those moments where we are forced to feel small and fragile and uncertain. And yet there are still these reality moments, even when we feel small, where we see God is blessing it, where we see God is opening up doors. What are we looking at instead that keeps us from seeing how God is continuing to fill our tank, right? And I love this so much because in purpose, like I see purpose like a vehicle, right? And it will take you Mm. anywhere, right? But it is not, it could be an electric vehicle or a fuel (laughs) vehicle. Regardless (laughs) of what kind of purpose you have, you have to take moments to fill back up. You have to have moments where you're being refueled and re-energized or otherwise we run out of gas. But I want to ask you, in those moments where we don't see it, it's there, but we don't Mm. see it. What are we looking at instead? Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, mm. Facebook, uh, Power Book Three. You know, yeah. like all of the things that are vibrationally low, yeah. like the the messiness that is happening online. Like it's all. I think we live. Our generation is should be a case study because we were the last generation to like understand what dial up meant. Yeah. And understand what uh what what it was like to actually go to a library and have to look through. Uh, each letter or whatever and yeah. find your book and not have, you know, it right on Kindle, a Kindle you could download. Like, we're the last generation to probably want books and not like, you know, just things on your laptop all the time. Like, I need a book sometimes. Yeah. Like, I need my woman evolve. I need my book in my hand because if not, I don't feel like I really get it. Um, and so I think we are a case study generation because we were the last to get that. We we built the internet that everybody loves and lives on. We was the MySpacers that were building all the things that made space for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all of those social networks to blow up. And I think somewhere along the way, we forgot that, yes, all social networking is great in some, some aspects, but it's really just a big distraction. Yeah. So, so many times, instead of opening our Bible first or opening our Bible app first, we'll go to Instagram or Twitter to let someone else inform how we feel about ourselves. 
And I think it's really scary when we think about how many energies we are encompassing in our daily lives by just opening up our phone. Like I follow, I think like 14, 15, no, th- over 3000 people on Instagram, which I'm going to try to tailor <laughs> down. But I follow that many people because I, I always feel bad if I don't follow them back. Like, oh my God, like I like that, my God. So I follow them back. So I got to learn how to do that. But anyway, I, I think we take in so much before we say hello to ourselves in the morning that we forget who we are and just become reflections of what everybody else is or doing. So I think our generation has to be active about pouring into ourselves, whether that looks like journaling while you're praying, whether that looks like getting in your word and first thing in the morning, like thanking God for life, thanking God for the day, because if not, we're just becoming reflections and reactions of what we see on our timelines. And our timelines are a big part of how we operate, unless you're one of those really dope people that's like, I don't do social. (laughs) I don't have that luxury. And I tried it. I try all the time. (laughs) And my people are like, girl, if you don't get back on social media, and I'm like, sorry. Uh, So I have to learn how to, like you said, make it a major, a major point of the day that even if I get on my Instagram first, what are you doing? Get back in your word. Who are you? Remember who you are before you go into the world. Because if not, you just become a reflection of everything you see. To know me is to know I love to cook. Being able to combine various ingredients and create a delicious meal for my family is my happy place. When my life gets busy, HelloFresh helps me live in the overflow of my happy place with their quick and easy meals. Their breakfast on the go and 15 to 20 minute dinners are clutch. Try America's number one meal kit for yourself and tell them that I sent you. Go to HelloFresh.com slash WomanEvolve14 and use code WomanEvolve14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. You'll be amazed at the high quality, fresh ingredients sourced directly from growers and delivered from the farm to your front door in under a week. Contact free, of course. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash WomanEvolve14 and use code WomanEvolve14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. Okay, so when I think about like my purpose and me knowing that I need to be refueled because otherwise if I'm not refueled, I am more susceptible to those moments of insecurity and inadequacy and ultimately saying, you know what, I just want to quit. But I really do feel like those moments in purpose and I wish that I could like, I I say this all the time, now it's getting on my own nerves, but I wish I could say this (laughs) the way that I (laughs) am feeling it in my head. But the thing is this. I know what you'll be saying. (laughs) (laughs) So like, I feel like when I am in purpose and purpose does not yield the results that I feel like my effort or my heart desires and I begin to feel small, the reason why I want to quit is because I have been running my whole life from feeling small and inadequate. And I think that in an effort to avoid those feelings, I chase purpose because I fall Mm. for the illusion that purpose is going to make me feel bigger and better and greater. But when purpose doesn't give that to me, then I want to quit purpose too. And yet I am challenged to remind myself that the feeling I'm running from that I experienced when I was a little girl of feeling inadequate and small isn't true. That I... Mm. accepted the lie then and in those moments where I want to quit purpose I am accepting the lie again 
And so I think mm. I am blinded from the impact and the progression of my purpose because I'm still seeing it through the lens of the girl who is trying to outweigh, outwork, outperform the trauma of what she experienced before. And so I am See, wondering. To me. Yeah. What is, what are you? All right. Come for me. What is purpose? <laughs> what is purpose? What are you trying to cure with your purpose? Like what voice are you trying to silence with your purpose? And do you think that voice even has earned the right to take up space in your heart? Mm, that's so good. That is so good and so scary to even think about. Come on, therapy. Okay. <laughs> so I think, I think the voice um, is the feeling of not being enough. Like the feeling of like, if you are not um, being dismissed, being invisible, that feeling that no one sees you, wow. that you don't really matter. Like, oh, you did all that work and you love that interview. And it went out. Seven people saw it. See, you don't matter. Yeah. Like the, that voice, um, that voice that says um, you have one good week. Don't think the rest of your career is going to go great, though. Wow. Like that voice. That yeah. voice came in oh, like God. last weekend. And I, had, so... and I had to be like, oh. Oh, we fighting. Okay, yeah. come on, let's get in the ring. Let's go right into the word because no, we're not going to let that 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 be the narrative. I've had to learn how to speak uh, speak to myself in those words and literally write down the lie. Like when I start spiraling, I yeah. write down the lie because I'd be like, when I have the energy to, because sometimes when I spiral, I'm like, oh, we're spiraling today. Yeah, whatever. Well, <laughs> call to Lindy people. We're gonna we're gonna get that ice cream. We're just gonna do what we do. Um, but but when I'm back on my p's and q's, I'm like, our right, girl, you had to, that 24 hours, get it together. Um, I'm like, okay, let's let's write down the lies. What lies are we saying? What lies are are consistently in our minds right now, this day? And it's usually those same like you you don't really matter. They don't really see you. Um, see, so and so is doing this. You're not like those little things. And I have to write down and it, like you know all things work to the good for those who love the Lord and are called to his plans and purposes. Like I have to write down, I'm fear fearfully and wonderfully made. I have to write down the, the replacement thought that is the truth instead of the lie that I buy into. And so I think that purpose, that, that feeling is always going to bring me to my knees. Yeah. And I, I wonder, you know, when I will be over that completely, I'm doing much better, but like those little voices, they, and you're trying to get you all the time. You'd be like, oh, I thought we were having a good day. We're not? Okay. Well, let's fight. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if we are supposed to get over the voices of inadequacy or just learn to speak back to them. Because yeah. I feel like as our lives change and grow, that we have new reasons to feel inadequate. Okay, so like, okay, yeah. I'm finally feeling inadequate as a 30-year-old woman. Now I am in my yeah. mid-30s and I feel inadequate. Like, I feel like life constantly offers us new opportunities to say we don't measure up. And I think in the picture perfect right. world, we would come to a place where we are completely confident and we have outran those voices. But I'm wondering if a more yeah. powerful tool is like, I just need to know what to say back to them. And it sounds like you have found those words. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's literally, I think the practice of it 
in the mm. same way that we get in the gym where we want to look cute. Yeah. In the same way that we, you know, we all became COVID hairstylists and we had to learn how to do things <laughs> off YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, like the same way that you, you know, you have to practice that first time you do that hairstyle, that twist out. You gonna have the same afro, yeah. but if you keep <laughs> that's trying, all right. that's all right, <laughs> and that is okay. But if you keep trying and you get on Facetime with your aunties who have been doing natural hair their whole lives, or if you get on those calls and you you know buy that 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 tutorial online from your favorite celebrity hairstylist, that's what I was doing. And you really pay attention. You keep practicing. You keep practicing. Next thing you know, you will have a beautiful head of hair and a twist out. And then you can become a curly blogger and do whatever you want to do. But I say that to say it all takes practice. It all takes um, being comfortable with failing. Our good sis Beyonce knows. Yes, <clears throat> our sister. When she talks our sister. About blood. Our sister. By blood. Our yes. Happy birthday <laughs> to Beyonce. She's just, I'm still celebrating her birthday. My birthday was the sixth. So I'd be like, oh, we're celebrating. One day when I get that call on to call and, and celebrate with her. No one talks. It's going to happen. Like, I'm, I'm such I and I really okay. need help because, you know, I'm I grew up Destiny's Child. I saw every I saw everybody. I saw the whole thing. And like, I'm really trying to mind my business because that's where I should. But I was like, <laughs> B, what are we doing for your 40th birthday? Then I started seeing the drip of them photos. And I was like, so y'all on a carnival cruise? <laughs> Is this a carnival cruise? It's a whole. Did cruise. you read the boat? Did you read what the boat had? No. The boat had a hospital. What on the boat? What? Yeah, just in case there was pools. There's gyms. There's like it, it was. It, they literally had a carnival cruel cruise for their family in the south of France. I think they're still on it. I think they're on it for the whole month. Because why not? And when you get that call, I just want you to know that like there are several oh, members of the delegation who just want to go and be a part of the prayer team. We want to be intercessors. We just want to handle okay, things. Amen. Okay, hallelujah. Thank you. Okay, because wait, but finish. I, mean. I don't even and remember I'm... what I was asking you at this point. Oh, yeah, we were talking about... <laughs> okay, we're talking about rehearsal. So in Homecoming, yes. Beyonce talks about how uncomfortable it is to get back, one, your body after you've had children, but Two, to get back in the studio of anything you're doing. But she was like, people hate rehearsal, dance rehearsal, because it shows you where you need to improve. And nine times out of 10, if you're not in the right mind space, you looking ugly for two weeks will keep you from getting to that performance. You just yeah. give up altogether. You're just like, oh, I can't dance anymore. I'm rusty. I haven't danced in three years. Da, 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 da. And I, that hit me so much because even when I was a little girl, I grew up singing, dancing, and acting like my mom took kept us in all the things like we went to the debbie allen dance academy when we were my sister and i when we were in high school so like i grew up dancing with like these incredibly talented human beings and i never felt good enough like i will always put myself in the back i'll be like uh i'm not that good so i'll just stand back here and i always say wow i wonder if i would have just tried a little harder to let myself be uncomfortable so I can be more comfortable in that choreography, in those steps. If I would have just gone a little harder and, and shut that voice up and been like, okay, we messed up that time, but we can get better. How different my experience would have been. So now when I see things like Beyonce saying like, yeah, nobody likes to be in the choreography part because that shows where you're, where you need improvement. Now I'm like, okay, so that was a horrible, a horrible day we just had. But instead of giving up, Let's see where we need improvement. Let's watch back those tapes. Let's yeah. see what, what question I would have wanted to ask there if I was really, really super, super prepared and not worried about the left braid that wasn't give it sitting right. Like, <laughs> what would I really have done better 
to get back to get to the next phase of where God needs me to be. So now I challenge myself. Now I'm like, cool. Instead, we, we're not going to give up. We're not going to throw in the towel. We're not going to rehearse. We're going to look at it, call it out and make it better. And so that's what, that's what I was getting at with Beyonce. There's such a mental toughness connected to that though, because a lot of people study the tape, but they study the tape and never get back in the game. And there is never. this like, there's this momentum, there's this switch that has to take place where you're like, I'm not just studying the tape to remind myself of why I failed, studying the tape to remind yeah. myself of how I couldn't show up in the moment and to beat myself up. I'm studying the tape because I'm going to get back in the game. Like I am not going to stay on the sidelines. I may have to miss a game. I may have to go to some rehab and some therapy in order to get yeah. my mind right. But I am going to get back in the game. And I feel like change and transformation and looking at a life that you feel like, God, I don't even know how you did this to me. Doesn't mean that we don't have moments where we aren't broken. It doesn't mean we don't have moments where we Amen. don't want to give up. It is because we decided that even when we reviewed the tape, when we reviewed the tape in prayer, reviewed the tape in worship, that we were reviewing the tape with intentionality of getting back in the game. And I feel like that is what I celebrate about you. That is what I'm able to celebrate Thank about you. other women. When I look at their lives, I don't just look at the score. I look at how many times they had to get back in the game in order to achieve that score. And so like people are yeah. watching right now and maybe they're having a sideline moment. They're having a sideline season in their life. And I feel like part of what happens when women come together is we get to say, you know what? I broke, I'm broke. i broken there too. I had to put a come cast on. on my heart there too. But I made the decision to get back in the game and not because I was confident that I was gonna be able to do it and do it well, but because I felt like I owed it to my trauma. I owed it to the little girl inside of me and I owed it to the women who are watching to get back in the game and to just prove that we can yeah. keep showing up even when it's tough. And that's what you do. You do this all the time. Thank you. Thank you. I have to ask you because I know your life is crazy and I know that you, ha you have children, you have yeah. a husband, you have your sermons, you have Women Evolve, you have books. So what do you say to yourself when you feel like you have to, like you got to step back in the ring, but you're not quite ready yet? Like, what do you say? What does that Sarah talk like? A lot of times I say, wait until you're ready. Uh, wait until mm. you're ready to step back into it. And in those moments where I can't wait, I remind myself, and this is the difference between like positive thinking and relationship with God, positive thinking and being spirit led, is that if I have to have all of the resources to show up in that moment, then it is a lot easier for me to sit down and say, I can't do it because there are moments when I quite literally can't. But when I say, God, this opportunity has been presented in front of me, I don't have what it takes. I'm going to need you in order to show up in Come this on. moment. Like I can't do it by myself. And I don't know if it would even be healthy for me to do it by myself because I would have so much pride and ego for doing it by myself. But if you would step into this moment with me, if you would allow mm. your strategy, your wisdom, your language to step into this moment with me, even when I can't, you will fill in the gap with your can. And when God fills in the gap with his can, people are like, oh my gosh, you did it, you did it. But you and God know like, bruh, if you wanna show it up for me, 
<laughs> we would have been out there looking crazy. I was just recording a message and I was talking to Shanice and I was like, I don't know what I'm about to preach about. So this is going to be fun, but like, <laughs> this is going to be hilarious. But then like, I'm like, listen, we're out here. God, you gave me a little something to work with. Make it make sense. Like I make it make sense. This is you. You did this. Make it make sense. I love that. See, and I, and I wonder how many times you went out there and was like, okay, I got one verse and you say yeah, that this was yeah. it. Just talk to me, talk through me. Like, but it always works. Like, that's such a good point. Like, um, my, my, one of the biggest things that I've been praying on and challenging myself, like every single day is like, how did I activate my faith today? How did I apply yes. it? Because I am good for a, Ooh, Ooh, I got the word of the day. Let me share it. I love the word. I'm good for that. But when it comes down to those tooth and nail moments and my back is against the wall, that giving up instead of moving forward, that shows me I didn't really learn how to apply my faith. So now I'm in the like gym of how we applying it every single day. What can I do to show God that I believe that I am who he says I am? And so this move to LA for a year, like I literally signed my lease. I'm leaving tomorrow to like go get my keys. Child is okay. God, I don't know how we going to do this. I don't know where I'm going. My mom's like, girl, you ain't even got no job out there. What are you doing? I'm like, mommy, give me a moment. Give me a God. But I just believe that there is something there that I need to do right now or else I'll never do it. Like, I'll just never do it. I'll get to a point where, like, I don't have I have not been blessed with a child or or a man yet in Jesus name. Bring them bring them to me. But I I don't have those responsibilities. And all of my friends are like, girl, if I didn't have a kid, that's where I'd be at. If I didn't have a man, that's where I'd be like, go. And so I've learned that's me activating my faith. I'm just like, all right, I'm a jump. I'm a leap. Lord, I know you're going to catch me. And so I'm at that space where I'm just like, okay, I'm scared. Literally all my friends in LA are like, Gia, please get on the plane. Please come because I know you would turn, you would turn right back around and be home. Like, please come. So I'm like literally every single day activating and applying my faith. And I'm like, what, what advice can you give me some advice on continuing that? Because I don't know how to make it consistent. I'm, I'm learning. Okay, so the only thing I would say to you is this. When you move to L.A., there's going to be lots of pressure to figure things out, to figure out what your next move is going to yeah. be, to move into the next dimension of your career. And I would just say to you, because even as you were speaking, I just feel like you coming to L.A. is so that God can reveal to you another dimension of who you are, that it really has nothing to do with the opportunities and everything to do with what God wants to show you about you. And I think that if you Mm. enter L.A. with that mindset that you won't put pressure on yourself to perform. Instead, it will be awareness of how you become, which is so powerful Mm. because if you have that pressure, then you're going to miss how you're changing and developing, which means you could perform well, but then not have your centering, not be anchored, not have your soul. And that's how so many people come here and end up lost. But if you come in here with the awareness of who I am becoming, why did I want this so bad? Am I desperate for it? Do I feel like this is going to prove something about 
about me? Or am I aware that when I yeah. walk into this room, it's because I have something to give the room, whether it moves to the next yeah. level or not. Like there is a light that I have. There is an energy that I possess that is going to elevate the rooms that I step in. And so you're coming to L.A. to be a gift to our city. I'm excited about you coming because I know that the circle of women who are drawn to you are going to become better. My city is going to become better because you're in it. And you have to hold on to that when you come because that's what yeah. you carry. Yeah. Well, thank you for the word. Amen. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be bi-coastal because I'm still keeping my apartment here uh, in in New York because my little brother is starting to act more. He's he's very uh-huh. famous himself now. So we're keeping it, you know, so we can be both. So I'll be bi-coastal, especially for those first few months. Um, but I'm excited and I'm like, you know, just trying to get it all together. It's a lot. LA is a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot it's a lot. I can see already that it's a lot. I'm not even there yet. Um, but I am excited and I'm proud of myself for not allowing the doubt yeah. to like inform how I show up. Because I've let it inform too much. And God has still blessed me in the midst of that. And so that's why I'm like, okay, imagine if you just actually did what God was asking. Yeah. Um, imagine what, what would that be like? Imagine. The- <laughs> imagine if you didn't just fight yourself every single night. And you're like, Lord, I know you called me over, but I'm scared. I can't do it. Imagine that. And so... That's what I'm that's what I'm challenging myself to do is I, I appreciate you in that word and I will be replaying that when I feel scared. <laughs> Being an entrepreneur is such a game of learning how to work smarter and not harder. For me, working smarter is selling my products through Shopify. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere. Synchronize online and in-person sales and effortlessly stay informed. End your search now for a website platform today and go to shopify.com slash woman evolve all lowercase for a free 14 day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Woman Evolve started using Shopify with shopwomanevolve.com and this year we decided to add Woman Evolve's book club's monthly subscription to the Shopify platform. Scaling your business like this is one of the journeys that can seem like there are endless possibilities and success is a million milestones on a forever evolving journey. I love that Shopify alerts you when you've reached certain milestones, whether it's your first customer or 100th. Little things like this keep you encouraged to keep pushing, striving, and working towards your goals. You may have thought they were unattainable, but Shopify makes sure you stay in the game. To grow your business with Shopify today, go to shopify.com slash woman evolve right now. Like mine, Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale. Shopify is more than a store. It grows with you. Reach customers online and access social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start today at shopify.com slash womanevolve. Okay, so I have a question for you before you go. We have an advice question that we have to answer together, okay? We have a fellow okay. sister in need of our thoughts and opinions, okay? 
So it begins. Hi, Pastor Sarah. I have a bit of a dilemma and would love to hear you. And this is like, you have to answer this question because this question is for you. Okay. I have a bit of a dilemma and would love to hear your take on this and any guidance that you may offer. I have been working in my current position for eight years and I am now at a point where I truly do not like my job. And it's not just the actual job that I don't like, but I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something else. The issue is that I don't know what that something else is. I have tried several other things from starting a business to trying to transition into a new career, but none of it has been successful or felt right to me. I think part of the reason is because I was just looking for a source of income so that I can escape this place. I have to admit that I'm scared. I am more of a creative type of person, currently in a very non-creative role, and I dread going to work every single day. I feel a strong pull to quit my job and work towards something new, but I am terrified. I honestly feel like the traditional nine to five life is not for me, but it's all that I know. I want to trust God and have faith that everything will work out, but I can't stop myself from thinking about who is going to pay this risk when the savings get low okay yes I realize that this is a contradictory but I a contradiction but I'm being very honest about the battle that I'm having with myself right now any advice for someone who feels stuck lost and confused while still somehow being hopeful that something greater is on the horizon signed a confused 30 something who hates her job well, I just want to reveal that I wrote, I'm just playing. <laughs> I did not write that in. <laughs> I just want to reveal, no, that is not me, but whoever you are out there, I think uh, I have literally been in that exact situation where I was working at this incredible opportunity. I hated it though. Like it was like, I. that's when I learned that there's no such thing as the dream job because mm. all of the dream jobs you have someone is sitting there hating it right now. Right. Like there is just no such thing. Um, but I will, I will say that the way that I planned my way out of it is I studied exactly what from it, from that position, how I could, uh, get to the places where I admire. So like in that position, I was like helping wrangle talent. I was helping do all this stuff. And I was like, wait, I am talent. Like, what <laughs> what are we is this? What? So I was like, cool. <laughs> I'm confused. Why am I wrangling you since we are the same? And so I was sitting there studying their, the way that they asked about certain things, the way that they showed up in the room, the way that they demanded certain things and would say no to certain things. And so I would ask her to study what it is. Like if there's a place that she admires, if she wants to create a business, if she's a creative, she's a, if she is somebody who, once you have a creative lifestyle, that means that there's a craft associated with it. If you are more of a creative person, that means there's a craft that, that you are a vessel to create through and from. Mm. So at the end of the day, you master your craft, study what it is, study where those people are right now that you are inspired by. Because there's something you're seeing that's telling you that you don't belong in the nine to five. Let me tell you something about the freelance life, sis, that will just rock your world. You don't get a check every two weeks. And that's you don't something. know when your checks come. <laughs> net 30, yeah. huh? net 45. Yeah. Huh? So have your savings. Like, don't play about it. Give yourself a real plan. Maybe don't go, you know, maybe after the holidays because the holidays might be expensive. Give yourself maybe a three to six month plan. Do your savings. Give yourself maybe six months of, okay, I'll have this much leeway to be creative. But in the meantime, while you're doing your nine to five, have your five to nine. That is, 
crafting what your craft is, like honing in on your craft. Get in some classes, like get on some online classes. Skillshare has incredible things. Google has incredible classes. Britain Co. has incredible classes. You can learn anything, anywhere. If you want to be a video editor, Adobe Premiere has classes. Sign up for them so you are setting yourself up for the best things. And little by little, start saying who you are. I was the editor working behind the scenes, but I was hosting all over the place. And I was like, they don't know. I'm an editor, but I'm a host, too. Let me host some things. And at first you might have to do it for free, but that's why you have your savings. So then when you finally have that time to be like, oh, this is actually my rate, this is my rate. So since you got it, but it's going to take some research and some honing in on your craft and some realities that like freelancing, because you're not, you're freelancing is that, that leeway part before you become a creative entrepreneur, business owner yourself. There's a lot of things that people don't tell you. It's not cute. Like, don't think it's cute. There are a lot of things that you're going to miss from your nine to five, like health insurance. Like, yeah. are you ready to pay out of pocket for health insurance? Yeah. Okay. That's all I have to ask her. Just be mindful about what you're really walking away from. Are you comfortable with being your own boss, your own talent, your own makeup, your own whatever? Yeah. It's going to be a lot of that until it's that. That's a word. Because when I tell you those checks don't come every two weeks, I promise you they don't. I promise, I, I promise they you they don't. You be like, hello. Hello, you someone like, so should be paying, paying me today. Who are they? Where are you? Hello? Who wants to pay me? Where are you? And then you have to be on the people too. Like if they say they sent you an invoice, put it in your calendar today, 30 days from today, check yeah. in. Because they will try to get you. They're like, oh, our bad. We got it. Yeah, you'll get it. <laughs> so, have your savings. Gia, I love you. I love everything that you represent and who you are in this world. And I know that you moving to L.A. is just going to offer so much more inspiration for those of us who are watching your journey online. Thank you for doing this with me. Thank you for having me. And I'm so excited for all the things that you are doing in this world. And I'm a part of one thing, so I'm so excited. I'll be able to do challenge. But thank you so much for all that you are, because I tell you, you are a lifesaver to so many millennial black Mm. women out here and older and younger. Because I was called out the live we did. Somebody was like, wait, I'm 50. Wait a minute. (laughs) I said, my bad. (laughs) So to all of us who you bless, just thank you for saying yes to the call. Because I know it's not easy. And thank you for continuing to show up for us because I love you. You save us all the time. So thank you for all that you are. Pastor Sarah, thank you. Thank you, Gia. I love you. I'm going to make sure you have my number for when you move. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Bye. I tried to warn you all that that was going to be so much fun. I have so much love and respect and just intrigue when it comes to Gia. I can't wait to see what she's going to do next. Gia, it's going to always be you for me. I'm inspired by your joy and tenacious drive to go after everything God has promised you. We're praying for you as your feet touch down in Los Angeles. I'm just so grateful to have shared this time evolving with you. Now... Which one of you all are going to come and fill Gia's shoes as my next co-host? Is it you? If so, hit our inbox at podcast at womanevolve.com. That's the same email for advice questions too. So if you're trying to get in where you fit in and you need our help to understand how you're going to fit, email us so that we can answer your questions. I feel like you also need a reminder that the Woman Evolve virtual experience that Gia is going to be at is November 5th through the 6th. And there may be a few on 
in-person tickets available. So if you want to come to Dallas, make it happen. This is us. This is your reminder reminding you that it is time for you to get on the plane. If you're ready to travel, come hang with us in Dallas or get comfy at home as we evolve together. So I love you guys. Can't wait for the next episode. Make sure you stay plugged in, rate, subscribe, tell all your friends. We are evolving every week on this podcast. Now, let's keep doing life together. Same time next week, okay? Love you.